welcome to another Electric Head podcast. Had enough yet? No? Well then, continue listening. Alan uh, I, is recording the call. It always says that. It's always slightly worrying. There's a bit kind of... It's kind I should of just like point out to people who regularly, li- regularly listen to this podcast, the first three episodes, the, the audio production quality is stunning. It's really nice and crisp yeah, and that's it's pleasant on the ears. Works on those. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, lockdown happened, and since then, it just Alan sounds like it's recorded so in a tin of sardines. <laughs> but never mind, eh? That's the world we live in. Yeah. <sighs> Sardines reminds me of a Spike Milligan rhyme. Can I say that? Yeah, go for it. Uh, a baby sardine saw a submarine. He was scared. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> was that it? Because that could have been how Spike Milligan finished it, to be fair. No, he was scared and watched through a peephole. Come, 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 said the sardine's mum. It's only a tin full of people. It's good. There you go. Nice. A, a classic Milligan there. Oh. Never fails. I, I recommend to anyone struggling at any point, just grab some Spike Milligan poems and uh, Absolutely. give you a good chuckle. Definitely. Second. So, Sai, what have you been up to lately? We're oh, still, uh, life been... is still strange. We still live in some sort of Mad Max esque world. I've been, I'm sure, like a lot of people have, I've been eating a lot, <laughs> watching a lot of TV. And this is true. So, I found out things, I, you find out stuff, and I'm always jotting stuff down in my notes because I found out uh, about pool noodles. Mm. There are things called pool noodles. And then, Wait, what noodles? pool as in the swimming pool noodle oh those, i think said paul spikes. noodles i'm like i remember paul noodles yeah did, he was in butch cassidy and the sundance uh, kid cosmic rubber wasn't he in the cosmic rubber band paul noodles in the cosmic rubber band that's right yeah the cosmic rubble band and then they did the song which was another thing i learned about which was called an infinity noodle and there is actually a thing you can cook called an infinity noodle that sounds like that's going to be disappointing it's not. It just means that both ends join together. Oh. Wait, I guess so it's it just one big noodle. Yeah. So if you were trying to do lady, wait, wait, the, wait. lady if in you the eat one big noodle, how long how is you, the noodle? It's really long. Yeah. Like how would you? It's, if, it's, well, it's infinite. As we discussed in patterns, I think last time. No, but if you were to stretch <laughs> that noodle out, how far do you think it would go? It looked like when the guy was making it, because there's a certain technique you have to make it, to make it. Obviously, it's an ancient like kind of kind of art form. Oh, so you like, haven't tried Chinese, it? A Chinese art form. No, I was watching it on TV. Well, in the same evening, I learned about pool noodles, not the musician, the thing that you put in a swimming pool. And then suddenly something came on and the guy was making infinity noodles. And I was just thinking, could you get infinite pool noodles? Do you need to just like do some breathing exercises and get really like a big puff of like breathe out and then... No, because the, people have died. It's an infinity noodle, so you can't suck it in forever. <laughs> it's, just, it's just then it just comes out of your bottom. Infinity and then you noodle. To, then you have to pull it out and nobody suck it sucks forever. <laughs> it's like the it's like the Ouroboros. So do you uh, do you suck some of the noodle and then bite down? No, it's like an Ouroboros serpent. Basically, yeah, you, but when you, it, you pull it out of your bottom, then you have to suck the other end back into your mouth. And it just goes round and round. Infinity noodles, ladies and gentlemen. But presumably you just don't try them at home. <laughs> you just take some of the infinity noodle, then you bite it. Yeah, of course. People just cut them up, don't they? I shouldn't mind. I was oh, going to say because surely at that point it just becomes normal noodles. 
Yeah, pretty much. But it's just the way they're made. I think they do it on special celebrations for like Chinese New Year and stuff, the Infinity Noodle. But you don't get Infinity Pool Noodles. Um, that's what I learned. I also watched a film about the Old, discovery... Pool Noodles Infinity was his second album. Oh, was it? <laughs> yeah, he called it Infinity. Yeah, Infinity. Infinity Noodles, he called it. He's got it's his very... own brand of noodles out, hasn't he? Pool, pool, pool Noodles Noodles. Yeah, Pool Noodles <laughs> Super Noodles. <laughs> Sai is officially primed and ready for the big final summing it's exciting up. Exciting times, everyone. The big exciting times. Final summing up of patterns, you say, which seem to have lasted about a year. <laughs> it was your fault. You kept subverting it. Right, so listen. So, just to start off with, we were looking at frax- fractalization. If you remember last week... What Are you going to go through the whole thing again? <laughs> uh, Mr. Chaos was put in a Mr. Man jail. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're going to break him out. We're going to break him out for the summing up. But... Um, I did. I did go into briefly uh, looking at fractalization, and we're looking. If you think about how scientific thinking is becoming more integrated with older religious and philosophical concepts, this this pagan song from the Wicker Man. Like what? Like, Can I have an example of that? In the woods there grew a tree and yeah. a fine fine tree. And on that tree there was a limb, and on that limb there was a branch, and on that branch there Either was way, an that and that question, nest, there was an egg in the summer, 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 summer woods. And darkly that one ends with and for that man there was a grave, and from that Quite grave sure. there grew a tree. Which was uh, which really talks about the cyclical nature of life anyway and i my my son got given a book of that when he was a kid is this science or philosophy which are we veering into here? yeah because we're looking at fractals okay so we're looking at uh, as we said uh infinite space in a finite um uh, sorry in yeah, a noodle in a noodle so here we go so uh summing up now patterns everyone we're summing up we're summing up patterns you say we've broken um didn't just I mean, you. This is just no. going on forever. Mr. Neat and Mr. Tidy, the physicist, didn't listen. <laughs> Not them again. They wouldn't listen to uh, Mr. Chaos, Mandelbro. They thought that everything would eventually settle down into a steady, regular motion. They had a hostility to it, as is typical with people who have this stuff. And they thought they thought it was all experimental error. Oh, don't worry, we'll just ignore it. Uh, okay. Good advice. Uh, but within a decade, Mandelbrot's theories were accepted. Accepted. Now, Mandelbrot came up with a Mandelbrot set, which I always call the Mandelbrot bug. It's worth looking up. Okay, um, but it's a, a load of complex numbers that produce. Didn't complex... he also come up with the Mandelbra? The Mandelbra, which was made out of the Mandelbrot, the, uh, the mandibles of a beetle. Uh, which clasped together into a bra. So what they, what he would have, he, he had a... <laughs> go on, go on. <laughs> I'm not going on. I'm not I'm going back to that. We're summing up, man. I We're summing up. you there. <laughs> so fractal means self-similar, okay? Uh, now, everyone's seen fractals. It was Mandelbro that basically launched this off with the Mandelbro set. When he set that running... Um, Images of the set exhibit an elaborate and infinitely complicated boundary that reveals ever um, finer is, and recursive um, detail, increasing magnification. Yeah. Like it, it is quite tricky to set up a Mandelbrot set, I think, because you need you need to click all the pieces together and then you need to put the little cars on it and find <laughs> a plug nearby and 
You're really tricky, yeah. yeah. And the, yeah. the thing if is, you are um, assembling a Mandelbrot set. Yeah, you're going to do it. You've got the little cars and the figures. They do get smaller and smaller. That's yeah. the that's the problem. But if you are going to do it, get an adult to help. Yeah, and if anyway, you put it, carry on. Yeah, if you plug it in the wrong way round, they get bigger and bigger. Chaos. Uh, which you'd have chaos. Real problems. Uh, they've had uh... <laughs> no right. So anyway, so we're looking at self similarity. The Nautilus. We're looking at um, cloud shapes uh, and a voyage through finer and finer scales. Small storms act like large storms. Blood vessels branch. I'm gonna and have divide. to stop you there. Genuinely, this only makes sense to you right now. No, no, and branch again. There's you, nobody out there that this frontal, makes sense okay. to. There's a teeming universe in a drop of water, as Blake said, and it strikes ancient chords, the fractals. This is what we've seen now, and this is what stems from chaos, um, chaos theory. You see in Aboriginal art, in Paisley, in the pattern Paisley. Don't was, look at me like, finally, <laughs> something I can relate to. Because, <laughs> okay. I mean, I understand the words you're saying. I have no problem. And I'm sure explained by someone else, it might make sense. This is what I'm saying to you, Al. Is it? Yeah, go on. Is it? Can you tell I'm losing patience with patterns? Is it obvious? Is it? We're almost at the end now. <sighs> that was is last it, week. <laughs> is it a sacred universal pattern? No. Is it? Th- it's yes. Patterns, yeah. you say. You... Could it be that we're looking at the fingerprints of God? Right. Now, I saw something interesting that said, because uh, actually, as you know, I'm an agnostic. Uh, I think I mentioned that a long time ago when we started patterns. <laughs> but would God, well, I saw something interesting. Would God make the universe incomprehensible to make it more interesting? If it was really understandable, <laughs> we'd be so bloody bored. Wouldn't wait we? a minute. Wait a minute. This absolutely explains the last few weeks of science. Well, exactly. Yeah. Because you've deliberately made it incomprehensible. <laughs> inco- I can't even say it. You've Never deliberately made it completely incomprehensible so that it's more interesting. But I, well, I'm going to tell you the technique hasn't does, worked, does but it's mean, an interesting. But does that theory. mean there might be there might be a god? Um, because here, you've but made then, but then I the go. I, you see, I go back to Darwin, who said, "I cannot persuade myself." This is Darwin now. He's the just, part of Darwin is played by an actor. I cannot persuade myself. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know about that. Mm. I cannot <laughs> persuade myself that a beneficent and omnipotent God would have designedly created you say a pat- omnipotent. Yes, <laughs> like he has lots of different smells. Uh, omnipotent God. Omnipotent. Oh, would he <laughs> smells like many things at once. Shut. Will you shut up, Ronald? <laughs> have designedly created a parasitic wasp with the express intention of their feeding within the living bodies of caterpillars. And this is true. There is a certain type of parasitic wasp that devour their hosts from the inside out and manipulate their behaviour so that they serve their own needs. I mean, would, I mean, what is this God? I think, I think God plays dice with the universe, does he? Or are they loaded dice? Which way are they loaded? Is he like they say in the film um, Constantine? Is he just a kid with an ant farm? I really hope a therapist never hears this podcast. Or is he some cruel and omnipresent dictator? Uh, I mean, there's cosmic timescales. Where, where is he? Has he popped out for a second to the God shop? And he's just like, left us to it. And then he's like, what a fucking mess. Sorry, calm, 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 down. calm down, calm down. It's okay. We'll get you a hot drink and an infinity noodle. And, <laughs> no, I see. 
my idea is like if there if there is a god, he's like a parent, and he's left two toddlers in church in charge of an earth-shaped cake, and he's given them a machete and a chainsaw, and then he's gone off to the shops, and then he's come back, and he said. What the hell are you do think you're doing? To the, you and it smells like many different things. And then he, and then he says, you know, yes, of course. Important. And then he's got his wrath against them. I mean, the man's an idiot, or the woman, or whoever. The being's an idiot. Sorry. Right. Okay. But, but I like. So let's finish on this. Tom Waits. <laughs> okay. <laughs> there ain't no devil. There ain't no devil. It's just God when he's drunk. Okay. Yeah. Patterns, you say. Patterns, you say. That's right. it. Well, I mean, I think that summing up really helped clarify a lot of the <laughs> questions that I wanted to raise. Uh, if you've been affected by any of the issues raised over the last fucking six weeks, however long it was, then please keep yourself to yourself, or just email side. Uh, <laughs> Email address, you fool. Do you know what? See if we do a podcast and stitch all of those sciences together, it will absolutely destroy everyone's minds. <laughs> there are people out there who, who are making perfect sense of this stuff. Or if, if you are one of those people, do let us know how much sense <laughs> this section of the show makes. Because I'm going to be honest, I'm struggling a little bit. I am struggling. Come on, Al. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I summed that up nicely. I thought yeah. I carried everything there. It wasn't um, entry level. <laughs> <laughs> what about the kids with a chainsaw and that stuff? That bit was good. I got oh, that. Right. Yeah, that was yeah. good. How about this? I got another bit. No, it's all right. We'll do it next week. <laughs> <laughs> It's supernatural. Oh yes, it's supernatural. There's pterodactyls in Texas, and there's killer sprouts. Yes, it is supernatural. Here he comes. Here he comes. <laughs> Here I come. <laughs> Here I come. I'm danger mouse now. Today, as promised on Supernatural, Al. We're going to be having a quick look at various things that have fallen from the sky that should probably not have fallen from the sky. Ooh, I've heard about some of these things before. There's what, what have you heard of? I'm going to see if I've covered frogs, it. Fish, um, all sorts. Oh, I got some other ones. Even rock, even rocks, which I think, uh, I mean, like it really, basically, they're just really big, um, you know, hailstones. Well, I think these ones might interest you even more than those mundane items falling from the sky. How about this? In Lake County, California, on the night of... Oh, two nights. Now, this is interesting. On the 2nd of September and on the 11th of September, 1857, it is said that on both of those nights, there fell a shower of candy. (laughs) What do you think? I've got more, but I just want your instant reaction. Yep. What was it? Was it candy canes? It said the the crystals were from one-eighth to one-fourth of an inch in length and the size of a goose quill. So uh, picture a goose quill. (laughs) 
Because <laughs> that's what they used to get at their local sweet shop, was it? Yeah. Well, actually, sugar was probably pretty um, expensive back in those days, I'd imagine. You'd have your... you'd have, In fact, I think not long before then, people used to keep sugar in a sugar chest. And so they apparently, would... the, the lady residents of the section, as it said here, uh, made syrup from the form yeah. of sugar. I mean, I it was worth a lot of money. So actually, that's kind of like gold raining from the sky. They had their little sugar nippers and they probably collected I it mean, up. And I don't know what would have caused that, but it'd be quite exciting to have sugar falling from the sky. Well, sugar, I guess, is... Oh, no, no, because it can't be... Sugar can't be made, can it? Maybe it wasn't real sugar. Maybe it was some kind of chemical composition that tasted sweet as opposed to being actual sugar. So uh, apparently the 1800s were quite bad for things falling from the sky. This one's not quite this one's not quite as pleasant as candy falling from the sky. Uh, this was in Memphis, Tennessee in 1877 where a rain of living snakes fell from the sky. <laughs> a rain of living snakes. Now, are they, were they poisonous? I guess so, they could uh, They measured from a foot to 18 inches in length and were presumed to have been swept into the air by a hurricane, but where snakes might exist in such abundance, they fell by the thousands. It's a mystery. Mm. Yeah, well, you thousands s- of snakes raining down. <laughs> I mean, that would be terrifying, but I could kind of see in a in a science way that if you had tiny little um, kind of eggs or tiny little creatures inside um, that were small enough to go inside a water like molecule they could probably go up into a cloud and then they could grow in the cloud until they became heavy enough to fall the the snakes the snakes grew in a cloud is what you're suggesting yes that's a terrifying can you imagine flying through that cloud cloud of snakes Yeah, see, I love snakes, but they, yeah, they, I think, yeah. Yeah, they, but if you woke up and it was raining snakes, I think that would be a bit upsetting. I think I'd be running back indoors pretty yeah. sweet. Uh, okay, how about this one? Mr. J. Hudson had a farm near Los Nientos, California, and on August 1st, 1869, for a full three minutes, it rained flesh and blood. <laughs> Which sounds like a heavy metal oh song. God, there's the day. This is was all clear. very biblical, isn't it? Apart I know. From the, sugar. the day was clear and windless, and flesh fell as fine particles as well as strips from one to six inches long. Short, fine hairs also fell with it. An article on this phenomenon in the San Francisco Evening Bulletin reported that flesh and blood had also fallen fallen in Santa Clara two months earlier. What's going on there? Oh, yeah, well, see, I've got two theories for that. One is that there's somebody with a huge mincing machine and a cannon that's <laughs> <laughs> just firing them out up into the stratosphere and they're raining down. And it's just pumping people into them. The other one is that it's probably the end of some kind of like wormhole or black hole uh, <laughs> where people have been sucked inside and they've been kind of like, uh, you know. Yeah. Could uh, be. Chased around and then pulled out. Were they? Was it human flesh and blood? Did he say? Or it does he not know? say? It just said it was in strips and particles. Either that, or as we as we looked at, perhaps it was the wrath of God. <laughs> <laughs> Quite possibly. Patterns, <laughs> you say? He's like, another... <laughs> so another couple. Uh, uh, carpenters working on a house in Shreveport, Louisiana, in 1961, had to take shelter from a brief deluge of peaches 
<laughs> now that would hurt like because if you get a peach thrown at you that like uh, you know apparently that's... Uh, the local weather bureau reported that the conditions that day were not sufficient to produce whirlwinds tornadoes tornadoes water sprouts water spouts not water sprouts <laughs> <laughs> or any kind of updraft strong enough to carry even a young peach all right, I thought you were going to say that they said, yes, yeah, so the weather conditions weren't good enough to do this, 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 and this, or produce uh, fruit of any uh, substantial <laughs> size. Um, but tomorrow we may be raining uh, blueberries, and later on in the day. <laughs> uh, let's get one more quickly, because there's not that many uh, tales of things falling, but this one, Milwaukee, Green Bay, and other towns in Wisconsin, seems to all be of sort of similar it's area. It's in America, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Uh, strong spider webs fell in 1881, ranging in size from specks to over 60 feet long. They all seemed to float from li- in from Lake Michigan, sometimes being so thick as to annoy the eye. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, that's, that's annoying. <laughs> well, that actually makes perfect sense. This one, yeah, because there are there is a certain type of spider that. Um, across the lakes and what it does is it's so small and it can use its spidery uh, threads to uh, hang and glide. its spidery wits it's landed spidery wits to skydive across the lake on the updrafts to the other side and then they go across and the spiders build a big web over the entire lake and in there in some uh, yeah i've seen i saw some footage of it and it actually like catches birds and all sorts of things is it annoying to the eye in the footage um, I found it quite beautiful, but the, uh, <laughs> that's just the me. the residents of wherever that was. Yeah, they were like, but interestingly, oh, they we've, said, we've only just been brushing around. There's cobwebs everywhere. This is surely very annoying to the eye. <laughs> but interestingly, they did say that there were no spiders to be seen in any of the webs, which does seem a little strange. I guess spiders aren't that stupid, are they, really? They probably saw there was a high wind. Okay. They all scattered back into the trees and the webs just blew off. I'm trying to think if I've ever seen anything falling from the sky that shouldn't have, but I'm not sure if I have. But I hope to one day. Well, just be careful what you from what a you di- wish. from from a distance from a because distance. sometimes you get poo frozen poo coming out of air. Oh, like, I did once uh, as I was walking down the street, point out a little robin sitting in a tree just above me, and I said to my girlfriend, "Oh, look, a lovely little robin!" And as I looked up at it, I saw its arse open, and it just Please. shat on my face. Do you know the same thing happens to me? You know that when I was and I've a- never enjoyed nature since. Really? You hate it with a... Yeah, because you go out... You're a trophy hunter, aren't you? You go out with a big Gatling gun. I just, just like... Destroying, throwing things down. The thing is, every time you try to enjoy nature, it turns on you, I find. You know? Yeah, it's true. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I'm with you on that one. I'm always digging up stuff and <laughs> shades stuff like that. <laughs> anyway, that, that's today's Supernatural. Do you want to uh, quickly delve into the best of the Sunday sport before we go to well, get some real if Supernatural? If there's anything in there that has fallen from the sky. so let's I'm going to give you a rant. Oh, okay, if you can't find anything, then I'll okay. give you a uh, need... Yeah, so they have. there is something that ca- kind of came from the sky here. Um, it's an exclusive to slay the rest. There's a little clue for you. 
Two-headed Santa eats his reindeer. <laughs> okay, so there's this, at least three questions I have from that headline Santa alone. Santa Claus was last night exposed as a two-headed monster after gobbling up Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer in a food <laughs> God, They've started off this article as if Santa exists for a start. Sorry, children <laughs> listening. Our exclusive pictures show Santa minutes after he scoffed Rudolph <laughs> then washed him down with a pint (laughs) (laughs) these are written by geniuses aren't they uh, definitely. Do you know we could have made a fortune writing for the supernatural section of the Sunday <laughs> You're right. And I think what I always hear in this voice it's like uh, air exclusive pictures show <laughs> Santa minutes after he scoffed Rudolph Hull then washed him down with a pint. Funnily enough that's what the carpenters were reading when the peaches fell on them. <laughs> <laughs> anyway that's another delve into the supernatural uh don't have nightmares, kids. Woo! How's that for a sign off? <laughs> hey, Sai. Uh, yeah. I was just wondering if you. What is that coming over the horizon? Oh, here they come. I was just going to say we could watch some Netflix and. Do, no, do you know? I don't think so. I think I've got a much better idea what we could do. It's me, Captain Westermacar. And it's me, Colonel Blubberhouse he's ever had. Ah, oh, oh, I vomited down myself. Sorry oh, about that. He's done it. Uh, it's good to see you guys, isn't it, Si? Yeah, it's really lovely to see you guys. Are you okay? Yeah. Your voice a bit hoarse for a second. Are you okay? Uh, yeah, yeah, it was just yeah, off yeah. Uh, yeah, oh, you boys, stop blubbing and lollygagging and talking <laughs> rubbish. What are you doing your podcast still? Well, why don't you boys take a break from that and whip away for a little bit? Oh, you know, I would I would love to do that. I, I, I'm quite excited, but I'm a bit scared as well. Uh, there's someone that I've always wanted to find out about and, and to meet who... who uh, you don't mean... Yeah, that's a bit risky science yeah the 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 cruel tyrant ivan the terrible i mean Um, with a surname like the terrible you know it's going to be a risk no they did say that he was an unbalanced and violent uh guy you know uh, but he was grand prince of moscow uh, yeah. Oh, we know him well, lads. We can take you there. No worries. He's not such a bad lad, is he? Bored. Oh, right, where are we going to then? Oh, I guess it must be Moscow in the 1500s or something like that. If I've done my research. Yeah, I don't know. I tell you what, Si. I'm just gonna go. I've got some infinity noodles cooking, so I'm gonna go do that. You. Okay. Wait, they're, yeah. They're I'm gonna fine. take a while. They say. So. Okay. I'll. I'll see you later. All right, Mister Henty. Where are Come we on. off to now? Right, yeah. So I guess it's gonna be Moscow in the 1500s is Moscow in the 1500s lad he's closer than you think what are you closer than I think what are you talking about he's oh. a bus oh he's a bus driver these days <laughs> I know I was just about to say that to you Mr. Henny he's a bus driver what, what, what do you mean he's a bus driver he's on the number 47 to shore ditch yeah <laughs> These days, that's what he does. All oh, right. I did get that memo, Colonel Blubberhouse. Can you fill us in where we're off to then? Right. Uh, well, we'll just drop you down here. It's not just oh, down that here. was easy. Yes, right. Yeah, it's, ironically, it's called Friendly Street. Stop R. It's just past, past kin, Kindred Yogurt. We there haven't whipped away yet, Colonel. Oh. Whip away, whip away. Right, that's that done. Sure, well, here we are, that's just down the road. Friendly Street, stop our, just past Kindred Yogurt. There Off you go. Off you go, Mr. Hedy. 
It just is shift patterns between sunrise and sunset. But do remember, he is a paranoid psychotic, so you will be careful, lad, won't you? God. Yes, I forgot that bit. He'll be all right, won't he? Jesus, I, I don't know what this is. Just like uh, I don't know what I'm doing here. This is just on the number forty-seven bus route to Shoreditch. Shoreditch. Oh, hang on. Oh my God, what's that? There's some some lamps coming through the. The kind of mist. No. Oh my God! They're not. They're not lamps. They're glowing eyes. It's. A, God! It's, a, it's some kind of dragon, pulling an old-fashioned omnibus. Oh my. My God. Hello, oh. hello there. Nice to meet you. The bus of death has a new captain. <laughs> Hang on. You, Ivan the Terrible, Tsar of all Russia. You're looking good. You must be about 500 years old. I am quite old, but I have age-defying secret of young, youthful skin. Cause what I do, I get. I've gone fridge. I get sautéed spinach, and I smear it on my face with grilled asparagus. Grilled asparagus all over your. F oh yeah, I can see. God, it's a. Yeah, it's all kind of dripping off your it's face. It's a right mess, I tell yeah, you. Listen, I'm really surprised to find that you're a you're a you're a 500-year-old bus driver with ah, sautéed well, spinach on your face. Let, let me tell you, I used to drive Bendy bus at the uh, London Bridge, but I don't like hustle, bustle, no. Oh, yeah, I can understand. It's boring. That. You know, people moan, moan, moan. That's all they do. Yeah. That's all they do. So, but I did like uh, high, high winds were turning their umbrellas into death cells. <laughs> Drag yeah. the pensioners under the bus. Like Rico right. pancakes, you know, very good. <laughs> uh. Oh, so what is this, uh, this, this... This? Why, Mr. Henty, this is my celestial omnibus. Oh. I need no combustion engine. Oh, no. Most well, have combustion engine, but I not can see it's some It's some kind of dragon tricking along. Oh, my lovely dragon. Oh, he's yeah. such a good boy. His name's Chudo Yudo. Not the mythical multi-headed oh, yes. dragon. Brother oh, yes. of Koshchi, the deathless. Oh, you get it, yes, and son of Baba Yaga, yes, you've done your research for this one. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's really oh, Isn't he a little, <laughs> um, he a little bit dangerous? Sorry, dangerous. I'm, not, I'm not laughing at you. Isn't he a little bit dangerous? Uh, oh, you speak to me of danger, Mr. Henty. I, who poisoned my advisors, Borish and Belsky, and massacred the entire population of Novgorod. Judo Yodo is perfect for you. He protects me. I once got out of the cab of my bus in Croydon and yeah. got jumped and they stole my sable-trimmed Byzantine-style crown. Oh. But now, Chudo Yudo gobbled up a vexed old lady banging on the glass at Threadneedle Street, although right. he does occasionally divert the omnibus to the underworld and right. stops to dry hump the fiberglass cat for cat. Right, this right, Captain says. So, climb aboard, Mr. Henty, uh, climb aboard. I'm not sure if I really want to. Um, well, I, I don't know. Do you, uh, do you take oyster? Unleash the breaker! Here we go! Where are we going? Where are we going? I tell you where we're going, Mr. Henty. We are going the whole way. To shortage! No. To Shoreditch on Judo no. Yudo's giant bat wings? No, no, not Shoreditch. <laughs> I, I who threw animals off the palace roof for fun as a child, I would take the kittens in my hand and oh. I would launch them as far as the eye could see. Oh. Who, I who had people buried and uh, buried alive and 
throw it to the bears? Shortage? I will bludgeon you with my battle club, you silly boy. My hands will devour your scrawny flesh and bones, you little bastard. Maybe Basildon then. I mean, that's pretty risky. Yeah. <laughs> I may have been driven mad by syphilis, but I'm not that mad. Shodo Yodo will carry us to the supermassive monster black hole at the galactic center of a Milky Way. No, no, that's that's four million times the mass of the sun. Ah, oh, it'll be okay, Mr. Hetty. You worry too much. You have to relax and just take things as they come. <laughs> as I always say, if you can't be good, be terrible. I want the terror. That's me. You see what I did? <laughs> Heading into the black hole. Oh yes, off God. we go. Let's go. Oh. oh, hang on, hang on. Wait a minute. I hang know on. that. If I, if I know my science, you better not go into science. I have if, heard your patterns go on. If and you don't, if you go beyond the boundary of the event horizon, you'll be frozen, stuck forever. Until your image fades to red Patterns, and your... Patterns, you say? Spaghettified. Could this Typical. be the fingerprints of God? Yeah. You're going to be spaghettified like 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 an infinity noodle. Yeah? And that will be typical of you. You're such a shameless bully. Yeah, you'll oh, see. Oh, I don't think so, yeah. Mr. Hetty. Yeah, yeah. I've been listening quite closely to the things you call science. And I do not believe for a moment that any of it... Oh, my goodness. I'm being spaghettified. Yeah, see, I knew it. And the closer we get, the more space-time deforms. And the more physics needs to creating an infinite number of weird futures. And that is the surreal world. Yes, I already exist in it. It's the world of the electric handy man, you fool! Oh, <laughs> but, however, I shall return in my new noodle form. I shall return oh, to God. the future as the one and only Paul Noodles. And I will create albums of Infinity Noodle Program. And I I will destroy you all! Never track me down! What's going on, Mr. Hetty? You're being so titular black hole! My god, help me! Hop god. up here! Hop up here! Don't hop worry! Aboard, lad. Hop Don't aboard. worry, lad! We've got uh, we've got our black hole break. It's like a black hole handbrake. They can't get us. It's like a dead man's hands on me, lad. Don't Seems you worry. like it was quite intense seeing that, uh, yeah, that you know, terrifying. Mr. Ivan the Noodle guy. He tried to take me into a, into the supermassive black hole. On oh, a, on a, I should have worried you about that. I uh, forgot. On a cosmic omnibus drawn by the Chudo Yudo dragon. Yes. Well, uh, are you all right, though? Uh, these things happen. Don't, don't you mind. Uh, you don't give it a second. You know, you live and learn, Mr. Henty, don't you? You live uh, and learn. Yeah, I made a mistake there. You're all right, though. Yeah, it's just one of those things, Mr. Henny. No, We've all know. had it. We've all had Ivan the Terrible try and drag us down a black hole with a dragon. No, I'm not going to be getting Stop crying two. now. You stop oh. crying, my boy. I'm not going to get the number 47 oh. to Shoreditch oh. anymore. Colonel, he's gone and wet his pants again. I think he might have done a little shit oh. too. Oh, oh dear. Throw him over the side. What a little baby. Get yeah. whip back. Whip back. See you later. Whip back. See you Off later. you go. Ah. Oh. Oh. What is that, Smith? Si, have you wet and shot out? I was on a cosmic omnibus and I went to. I know it sounds crazy, but I was going yeah. into the supermassive black hole. At the, yeah, yeah. And it, the t- yeah, he does that. You knew that, didn't you? No, 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 I just thought he was a bus driver, they told me. And now I've pooed myself. I've soiled myself. I'm really yeah. sorry.
That's all right. Do you want to listen to some Paul Noodles? Will that cheer you up? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Al Ronald's dreams speak whenever he's dreaming. I've lost it. I've lost it. <laughs> you did. You, you got too kind of invested oh. in your yeah, own song. I think you enjoyed it too much. Al Ronald's dreams speak. Dream. Al Ronald's dreams speak whenever he's dreaming. Dream speak. Yeah, it's a bit yeah, punchier that one, right? Yeah, it's got okay. like a late eighties kind of yeah. Honestly, right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, this one isn't uh, a quote of what I said, but I did say that I woke up and I dreamt of shoes that were like Nike Air, but called Nike Care, and they <laughs> massage your feet. Oh, <laughs> Lovely, isn't it? And they're not actually made in a sweatshop either, those no, Nike. No, they are. They are, yeah. Oh, that's but, but they massage your feet, so. Oh, well, that's all right then, yeah. yeah. What do they do? Chop off the hands of the people making them and put uh, them. Let's not, go, let's not go into how they make Nike care. And anyway, that's not a proper dream speak. That's more of a dream note. This is a proper dream speak. Sound asleep. And I say, Jesus Christ, that's too many chicken shots. My girlfriend <laughs> said, "In what?" And I said, "In life." Hang on, was that chicken shots or yes. chicken shops? I shots. I mean shops. Maybe. Chicken. So Sh- there are too many chicken shops. What you're talking about is liquefied chickens that no, are turned like in a sh- film. Like if you were making the Shawshank Redemption, and occasionally you just cut away to chickens. If you did that too <laughs> often, like maybe. Like four times you could get away with it, but as soon as you get too many. Yeah, I uh, actually recently watched. Have you seen Rambo Last Blood? I haven't. Is it good? Thousands of chicken shots in that. Really? Every time he's speaking, he's kind of like, oh, I'll go take my revenge. The chicken shot. There's a. Is it the same chicken or? Uh, Different chickens. Yeah, Yeah. loads of different chickens. Some with beards, false beards, and tap shoes, all sorts. I don't okay, know what so, the thinking. I also said, "Oh, I, someone's trying to steal my perpetual motion machine and my wallet." <laughs> oh, so uh, I'm not sure. You're, so you invented a perpetual motion machine? Yeah, and someone was trying to nick it, but also my wallet, which seems a bit overkill to me. Yeah, they could have just taken the machine. Yeah, sure. but what would you rather keep? Your money? Or your invention, your patent. Well, you, you could probably change the world with the perpetual motion machine. So. Yeah, for surely, yeah, if it's not powered by anything else. Right, right. Unless it's powered by chicken. I think it's powered by dreams. Maybe it's powered by chickens in... No, uh, no chickens in that dream. Nike Care. Nike Care. Trainers. <laughs> Their little chicken feet getting massaged. What's the... What's the What's the motto or the the slogan for Nike Nike Care? Because you get Nike Air, just do it, right? Yeah. So it'd be Nike Care. Nike Care, worn by chickens in perpetual motion machines. <laughs> <laughs> okay, moving on. <laughs> I said I like the photo. My girlfriend said, "Oh, what of?" And I said, "An inventor sitting on a pile of wheels." 
<laughs> I, I like the image of that photo. It's a nice picture, isn't it? Um, but is he lo- uh, with the perpetual motion machine as well? There, this is all coming together into a into a story. I like that. So, yeah. is the scientist you? I wonder. And you've been working so hard, and you've got rid of all these wheels. You're holding one wheel in your hand, and it is your final perpetual motion machine. Then you look to one side. There's the chicken. You look to the other, there are the Nike Care trainers. You slip them on the chicken, you put them in the wheel. It yeah. starts running, and you realise you I got have it. a perpetual motion machine. Yeah, and then someone and steals it. What could you use a perpetual motion machine powered by a chicken wearing Nike Care trainers? Well, I'll tell you from the next part of my dream, because oh my what I said was, oh, oh, I nearly caught the roadrunner in that dream. <laughs> so this is like... Uh, <laughs> You're a genius, basically, in, in your sleep. Not yeah. that you're a genius well, anyway. I don't know if I'm a genius, but I'm definitely Wiley Coyote. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the next thing is, my girlfriend said, what would you have done? What, see, this is a weird thing to ask me. Not, I said, oh, I nearly caught the Roadrunner in that dream. And she said, what would you have done if you'd caught the Roadrunner? Which is a weird response, I think. Oh, really? <laughs> and I said, I'd just put it under sport. She said, do you mean catching the roadrunner is a sport? And I said, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. is that, yeah, but you're relating it to your own, obviously, like uh, streaming television channel, aren't you? So <laughs> yeah. Everyone's like, well, I wonder what's going on on Al's channel today. <laughs> oh, let's see what's under sport. <laughs> oh, he's got the roadrunner. We're using a perpetual motion machine, <laughs> yeah, powered by a chicken in trainers oh. that massages its chicken feet. It's all starting to make sense. Oh, now that's that's the kind of sport I'd wish there was more of on TV. <laughs> did, did you put that into the Dream Speak outro? Well, yeah, I could try. Go for it. I'll <laughs> <laughs> Ronald's Dream Speak whenever he's sporty with his perpetual motion machine powered by a chicken in trainers he catches the road runner i couldn't rhyme that one i'm afraid that was beautiful that was beautiful <laughs> time for a nice relaxing headache this is when we sit down with our this is what you were saying we sit yeah, down with, with the a, a plate of biscuits it's a nice cup of tea. Put your feet up. Ah. Uh, like, so how are you? <laughs> we well, should do. Let me just get one of those custard creams because I love those with the little oh. swirly bits on the top. You know what we should do? Maybe we should do uh, an, an electric head guided meditation. Ooh, with virtual business. I could really mess you up, couldn't it? I'm just taking you on a journey with chickens, with trainers. and <laughs> Isn't that what we do every week? I hope yeah, not. These are actually guided meditations. <laughs> yeah. Hi, everyone. Welcome to uh, Guided Meditation. Well, they podcast. certainly make me fall asleep. Huh? <laughs> Especially that pattern stuff. Great, great show marks came in <laughs> for a little gag there. Um, so this section, if people don't know, you should by now, it's headache dose. It's the true stories section, not like the true story section of the Sunday sport, more like no. the true story section of uh, truth. Any <laughs> I ran out of words there. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's not go into that. Uh, 
so yeah, what what shall we talk about today? So come inside, sit down. What shall okay, we what yeah. shall we Can chat I have about? Mind if I have one of these board no, games? have an infinity noodle. That should last you. <laughs> that should last <laughs> you. This have story. an infinity biscuit. <laughs> I can tell you. Yeah. While you're sucking on that infinity noodle, I can tell yeah. you a story about a famous encounter, if you like. Would you like to hear that? Ooh, I do. Yeah, because you have met. Uh, this is Don't true. actually set and make sucking. Met a few famous people in his time. I've met um, a few, but uh, they don't all have amusing stories to go with them, but they're kind of interesting sometimes because, uh, you know, it's gossip, isn't it? Everyone loves a bit yeah, of gossip. So this one revolves around, uh, this is like probably top tier famous, actually. It's Clint Eastwood. Whoa. That's like, yeah, exactly. Yes. That was a deep, whoa. He's like yeah. the man with no name. Like he yeah, was a... I remember when I was a kid, it was like it was like a coming of age thing to me. I remember my mum, I think, had gone off on a course somewhere, um, and I don't know where my sister. Maybe my sister was at uni, possibly. I remember my dad sitting me down, and he was like, "Right, son, tonight we're going to watch Dirty Harry." <laughs> and it's, it's just a big thing, and also uh, yes, they they were all big things. You know, fistful of dollars, all the Sergio Leone. Yeah, similar for me. I remember sitting with my dad watching the good the bad and the ugly and uh just like the particularly the final scene of that film is like engraved on my memory at the graveyard with just the music so this gives you some idea of the gravitas i was just gonna say but talking about gravitas but my mother always used to ruin it because she remembered clint eastwood at first being in a thing was it called paint your wagon or something and oh he yeah, yeah. Rowdy the cowboy or, and he used to <laughs> sing and play the guitar but she always used to pop in me and my dad would be watching it and he'd be like the same as it yeah he'd be like dying ain't much of a living boy and she'd be like oh yes he used to be in the paint your wagon and you'd be like this no not now <laughs> nobody chews a cigar quite like clint eastwood in those movies it's either true. apparently so those really- cigars were chocolate they weren't real cigars Really, I didn't know. Yeah, that. that's yeah, that's true. Yeah, um. everything is ruining these movies now. That's isn't it? not true. It's not true. <laughs> it could be. You don't know. Anyway, anyway, so anyway. I was doing uh, an extras job, and I turned up one day. I wasn't in. I think I knew it was a Clint Eastwood film because you know he directs now. Um, I think I knew it was a Clint Eastwood film. I can't really remember, but certainly when I got there, uh, we're sitting on the bus, and one of the like second or third ad comes on and says okay we need to go over the ground rules ground rules for being on set with mr eastwood we were told okay uh mr eastwood likes to run his set in complete silence nobody is allowed to speak on set whatsoever um and if you are spoke if you do get caught speaking on set then you'll have to be removed like oh my god like that's crazy it's just like did you say something well (laughs) (laughs) we were told this in no uncertain terms like you do not speak when you go that's scary what about you let out a little squeaky fart or something well we were filming in a church somewhere in london i think it was uh like a reformist kind of i don't know what it was some church hall basically the film was hereafter which is a supernatural uh epic not very good from what i, I seem to remember I've seen that one, nobody yeah. saw it because it wasn't right. very good so anyway we're shooting in a church which was kind of a weird place to end up on set with clint eastwood it's kind of a weird situation in a church like it's even more intimidating for some reason yeah so we go on set and we're sitting and 
right enough, weirdly, complete silence on set. Like, not even the crew were speaking. And normally, for anyone who's listening who hasn't been on a film set, they are insane places full of people who have no idea what's going on at any yeah, moment in time. Like, complete chaos. Um, continuity people coming in and saying... Especially it, when you have, like, forty extras as we did here so there was no sign of clint eastwood in the beginning but his first right. assistant was going around with a headset and like you know it's weird little... that you said in the beginning and you're in a church it's in kind of like beginning. it's kind of yeah. <laughs> it was in the um, beginning there was no eastwood <laughs> eventually mr eastwood comes to set and he walks on and his cowboy boots are clinking on the he goes <laughs> it doesn't he just walks true. on was and he, he says, wearing uh, like a full on sort of bishop's catholic kind of outfit with a big hat and everything <laughs> why why would he be wearing that because it's to a church he comes in he's going to be the the head of the he's church he's not in the film no that's it but he's... oh he's just yeah yes he was he was wearing right that. good good yeah he was with in a shepherd's crook a and a golden a t-shirt kind of... sadly oh. jeans and a t-shirt um but yeah, anyway he came on and he would just stand next to his first assistant and just really quietly like and he'd be like, pss, 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 pss. <laughs> this is so weird. But really as strange. time went on, a couple of people thought, oh, I need to talk. Like after two hours of, you know, this weird silence. Um, so people would start talking and they didn't get thrown off the set. But occasionally somebody from somewhere on the crew just went, shh and everyone was quiet again and actually i gotta say it was a really really good way to run a set because it felt like you know he was working and he could actually think instead of a normal film set where everyone's yelling at each other um, and the thing's overrun yeah i guess he's he's got it all tight yeah uh, and no one's going to argue with him it was quite intimidating being on set with him obviously and he had you know, like he was walking around with a monitor which was a wooden portable screen like with a wooden handle which just seemed so clint eastwood it was good yeah definitely uh, like was it like a gun handle was it like a uh, that's what i liked and revolver. he just whipped it out yeah <laughs> did he have it in a big holster like <laughs> and he's just whipping out the monitor exactly at one point though they they said they wanted to get a few cutaways of like close-ups of some of the people in the audience and he point, pointed out a few people but he also pointed out me which uh you know Maybe you were, uh, you know, Maybe. in his in his island. Oh, this is the most powerful hand monitor in the world. <laughs> Who is that kid? <laughs> I He's zoom, good. I, I want to zoom in on an absolutely fantastic Ivan the Terrible. I want a close up, <laughs> real close up. Bend over. Why, why are his eyes glowing green? <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, they bring the they they move it's some space. Corma. <laughs> they make, they make some space and they move. Uh, chairs out of the way to get this massive, you know, Panavision camera right in front of my face. It's like, it takes like four people to move it. It's like a tank driving towards you with a lens on the front is the only way I can describe it. So they park it in front of me, and then Clint Eastwood comes and sits next to me, like direct. No. And all I was thinking was, I'm gonna be directed by Clint Eastwood now. Like I don't care what I have to do, you know. <laughs> Um, and he just he's sitting there and he's looking in the monitor and the really intimidating thing is I look over and he's got a feed of the shot so I'm seeing Clint Eastwood holding a monitor with my face on it <laughs> and it's oh just God. like really intimidating and he goes uh, 
Okay, he doesn't look at me because he's just looking at the screen and he goes, all right, okay. He's like, just nod. Just nod like you're agreeing with something. Like you've heard something you like, just nod. And I, it's the simplest thing in the world. <laughs> but the pressure was too much. And I just started, it felt like I was just like in zero gravity and my head was just yeah, rolling I imagine on my shoulders. Yeah, yeah. And I remember doing it just thinking, how could you fuck that up so badly? And he's like, <laughs> and then he goes, okay, let's try something else. <laughs> <laughs> and he goes, uh, just clap. Just do a little little applause. Like, you agree. Whatever that guy just said, you you agree with it. And I'm like, okay. So I go to do a little clap. And again, I lose control of my arms. They become infinity noodles. And they just flail <laughs> around. <laughs> okay, let's move on. <laughs> it's like, oh. Oh. So my close-up never made it into the, uh, the finish thing. Uh, but yeah, that was my encounter. I did get directed by Clint Eastwood. You did, and he sat next to you, all cozied up on the chair. So that's my that's my Clint Eastwood encounter. I should Scary. just I, I told my gran about this because everyone's gran loves Clint Eastwood. When my gran was still alive, I said to her, "Oh, you'll never guess what I met Clint Eastwood," and she went, "Oh, I that must have been nice for him." <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant, <laughs> which I thought was quite sweet. <laughs> And so ends another weekly dose of head. Do you like oh, that? how could I go another week without it? Another it's seven sound days. within my ears. Ah, the boys, the boys, how I long to hear their silky voices. Burrowing into my cerebral cortex like a wood-boring worm on a smuggler's galleon. <laughs> wondered what you were going to say. <laughs> I had no idea. Or a smuggler's ass. That is a little insight into the people who listen to this show there. That was a recorded message that they yeah, sent in. Some of the people that listen. That was, um, nice. that was uh, Paul Noodles and his wife. <laughs> <laughs> Clint Eastwood. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know he was going to <laughs> Right. Uh, thanks for joining us again. Uh, I didn't do the social media thing last time, did I? I didn't say, you do the social media, Si. Yeah, I will. So, uh, if you go along to www.tudorhat.com, uh, you can find out how to make a Tudor-type beret out of a naan bread. And once uh, you've done that, the Electric Head on Facebook and Electric Head Comedy on Instagram. I think we might have a Twitter uh, for the podcast as well. I'm still working on that. Uh, I'll, oh, I'll, stop I'll twittering you, on. <laughs> I'll let you know what that is. But for now, have a splendid week. Do some exciting things. Take a walk on the wild side. <laughs> <laughs> you shut up. I'm Farewell, signing off like a DJ. Bye. Bye.